Hi, hi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, Bid Legend Southstand Chum, is about to go and sun himself up in jolly Spain. So, in his absence, I'm delighted to say I'm joined by another good friend and a fellow Southstand Chum. Hello, it's Mr. Mike Brown. Hello, <laughs> Mike. Good to see you again. Thank so, you, you were last. Uh, on the podcast in episode 159 in early November following the away victory versus AFC Fold. And that was a very positive podcast, we're all buzzing, um, a great performance by the boys there. And since then, we've beaten Bromley 3-1 at home in another superb performance. A great away day followed as we beat Wrexham 2-0. We then drew 0-0 at home to Aldershot in a frustrating evening. And then went to go on and beat Gateshead 2-0 at home. And then last week, we lost only our second game in the season away at Bonwood as we lost there 1-0. So November, a busy month, but how happy were you with the results over over that busy month? I think you've got to be uh, extremely happy, especially playing uh, Fylde and Wrexham yeah. in, that, in that time. Um, to, to go away from home, at any ground probably, in this yeah. and, get, and get results is, is always a positive. And to, to keep out Fylde, um, we have the likes of, of Danny Rowe, really just limit him to one goal and go there to probably what was or second best first or second best defence in the league yeah. at the time and smash him free and then to go to Wrexham who, where they never been behind at home I don't believe uh, you know they've yeah. been behind I believe at home and to go there win 2-0 not concede I think is a fantastic return yeah so doing really well um, obviously you go to most of the games mm-hmm. home and away mm-hmm. hence your uh, <laughs> Hence the vlog. So who's continued to impress you throughout the season? I think when you were last, I think you mentioned Josh and I yeah. think you mentioned Marv. I think you mentioned those two. I mean, them two being so young, you know, they, they just seem to kick on every week. Um, Karoma's on everyone's lips, you know, rightfully getting the yeah. member player of the month. It's been phenomenal and, and scored three very, very good goals from the, off the top of my head in, in that month alone. And he's just continuing to impress and he's keeping... The others at the team, you know, like Alabi and, and and Matt Harold, who must be thinking, what have, I, yeah. what have I got to do to get a game? Yeah, you know, it's been phenomenal, hasn't it? Oh, fantastic! And so, twenty four games in, top of the league by a point, mm-hmm. only two league defeats. Mm-hmm. We must all be absolutely delighted at this point. I, I think if we was coming to this point, you know, someone said, coming into Christmas, one game left, you're top of the league by a point. Just snap, snap yeah. your hand off all day long, all day long. With the quality in this league as well, from a lot, of, a lot of, a lot of teams, being top, and only losing two games all season—that's no mean feat. Yeah, that is no mean feat whatsoever. And to go on the Romby run as well at the start of the season—that's phenomenal. Yeah. So Mike is here all night with his expertise on the mighty O's, and so this podcast—it's fair to say—Mike mentioned it's nearly Christmas, so this is our Christmas special. This is probably the most ambitious podcast that has ever taken place in Orient Outlook podcast towers. We have so many messages from Orient legends of the past, the present, and hopefully the future. So let's get around to the first one. So Mike, when you were last on the pod, we spoke about your favourite all-time player. And I was going to try and surprise you with this, but we've already kind of spoken about this message. Um, but obviously you mentioned Super Kevin Lisby, mm-hmm. the great man. It was great for the O's. Yeah, the main man. So let's see and let's get underway with the first Christmas message. So ladies and gents, this is super Kevin Lisby. 
Hi everyone, this is Kevin Lisby. Just like to wish everyone at Orient Outlook Podcast a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Um, yeah, just thankful that the team's doing well at the moment. Uh, just hoping in the new year that we can get promoted and Justin can get the boys up and the boys can have a good season and we can celebrate being promoted and back into the football league. So, yeah, this is Kevin Lisby wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. Take care. So that was super Kev, a great player. Love him. We love him. And it's great that all these ex-players still think about the O's and still you know, hold the club in the highest regard. I like regard. the way he says we as well. You know, that, you know, he's played for Charlton and, you know, the fact he says we, it's nice, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's wicked. And obviously when you think of super Kev, there's always two other players who spring to mind um, and they're both very close to my heart and it gives me great pleasure actually to introduce the first one this came in very late in the day and we approached him and we didn't think we were going to get a message from him but I'm delighted to say we did so ladies and gents there's only one it's David Mooney Paul and Paul. oh let's try that one again David Mooney Paul and Steve on the Orient Outlook podcast Merry Christmas and a happy 2019 come on you owls so there's David <laughs> Mooney, but again, not at the club, but still very yeah. enthusiastic about the club. And very highly thought of as well. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you there to David and Kevin. Last but not least, for this current round of messages, he may be tiny, but he's our little tiny man. He's not even tiny, and it's fair to say, I think this guy is probably an Orient legend. He's one of the biggest club favourites I can remember of recent years. Scored some vital goals for the O's including that one in the home playoff semi-final against Peterborough which is probably the most I've ever seen a goal from Brisbane Road um, and he also Opted. scored at Wembley so ladies and gentlemen you know who's coming it's Dean Cox everyone Dean Cox here I'd like to wish all the listeners of the Orient Outlook podcast a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year keep supporting Justin and the boys this hope they get it over the line and promotion is there in the summer and back in the football league where the club definitely deserves to be up the O's so that was Dean Cox and it's great to hear like you said they refer to the club mm. as we and let's get back to the, where they belong and you can tell there's still a lot of love um, from the ex-players there yeah 100% it's not always nice to see you know ex-players wanting the club to do the club to do well knowing what we've been through yeah well two of them definitely know what we've been through yeah and Yes, it's definitely nice to hear. Yeah, so thank you there to those ex-players. There's a lot more to come from ex-players, current players, um, and everyone from throughout the club. So moving on in, as we always do, to our friends at the Supporters Club. And there's one trip to tell you about, as you can book your place on the coach to Dover on Saturday, the 29th of December. So fares for this one are £23 for adults and £20 for concessions, with kids aged 15 or under going for half price, but they must travel with an adult. And if you aren't a member of the Supporters Club, there will be a £3 surcharge for this one. So you can book uh, over the Christmas period in Supporters Club on a match day or by calling the travel line on 07722 135970. Have a go at the uh, beer festival? Yeah, 1st of the 20th of December sees the Christmas beer festival returning featuring hours from the Mighty Oak Brewery. Doors open at 5pm. Entry is free. And as usual, there will be three mince pies, so get in early before they're all gone. Yeah, sounds like a good night, so if we can, we will be there, but I'm sure that'll get a really good 
turnout. And the last update from the supporters club is at the quiz for the Errol McAuliffe Foundation. Last week on Sunday the 9th of December at the supporters club raised over £2,000 through entrance fees, um, through heads and tails, through raffle and auction items. Of course, the staff team ended up winning the quiz the second time they've won it out of the five that have taken place. So some very clever bods at the club. The bar team came a close third as well, so unlucky to the bar team, maybe next time. And they went on to say it was a very successful evening and they hope to do it again as a yearly event on the back of what they've just done. So the next quiz night will be announced after Christmas with one to be done before the season comes to an end. So we mentioned Errol McKellar. He's obviously a friend of the podcast. He obviously wants to wish you and everyone a very Merry Christmas and we love him. So ladies and gents, here's Errol McKellar. Hi, this is Errol speaking. Uh, Errol McKellar just wanted to wish all the Lane Orient supporters who I consider to be the best supporters in the world. I also call you guys my family. A happy, merry, merry Christmas. Thank you, guys. Says Aaron McKellar, one of the nicest men you could probably mm-hmm. ever um, wish to meet. He's always got time for anyone. And just a lovely chap. And again, a credit um, to our football club. Yeah, it's a definite credit to the football club. Yeah, so thank you there to Errol. So moving on in to the Leighton Orient Trust updates. Thank you to Howard and Neil and everyone at Trust who sends these updates through. So we'll start by saying on Tuesday the 11th, the Coping Through Football Project celebrated another successful year by delivering a Christmas lunch to its service users at the Douglas Air Centre with Martin Lean continuing his support by attending and presenting awards to some of those recognised for going above and beyond during the season. It's great to see that the football yeah. also gets involved in terms of the players, and it's everyone. So well done there to Martin. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's a proper community club, isn't it? Or yeah. Even, you know, everyone gets involved, which is nice. That's one of the great things about, about yeah. the club. Yeah. So the following day, uh, Charlie Lee and Matt Harold visited the Eat or Heat Food Bank in Walthamstow and learned just how this important provider of food and other items to those in need actually works. They were then challenged to go head-to-head and partnered with Louise Stevens, head of media at the Trust, and also Danny Macklin, the club CEO, and buy as much food as possible within a £100 budget, with calculators not being allowed. Sainsbury's and Walthamstow was the venue, with Matt and Danny's basket filled to the top, and eventual winners, and just uh, £3 over budget, with Charlie and Louise coming in £8 under, so a few more mince pies were added afterwards. So Eat or Heat is an independent charity staffed wholly by volunteers, and is unfounded by local council or government, but serves to over 9,000 families per year. They will also be at the Chesterfield game as guests of the club, utilising their diversity hub, and will be fundraising to aid their cause. So again, great to see again CEO getting involved and driving that community message. Like we've said, it's not just the players; no, it's, it's everyone. It's a club. It's a big club. Yeah, you know, family club, community club, great club. A lot to feel good about at the moment. 100. percent uh, also on Wednesday, uh, young Year 6 pupils from Bygro Primary School were welcomed to the Brow Group Stadium for a tour and behind-the-scenes experience led by Trust Lead Development Coach James Court. And next Wednesday, a group of players will be visiting the Children's Acorn Ward at Whips Across Hospital, delivering gifts, posters and smiles. So we said thing last week they was at Homerton, next week they're going out to Whips Across. It's great to see them get out to the local hospitals and again, really driving that community message. So from us... A massive well done to the Lane Orient Trust on another fantastic year working in the community. And it's great to read out all the superb work that these guys do every week 
uh, and you probably know it's coming, but we've also got a message uh, from the main man at Trust to Us, always sends us uh, his updates, always got time to speak to us, and you know, an absolute legend, I don't want to say it too much on the pod, I'm worried I am, but here's uh, a Christmas message from Mr Howard Gould. Hi guys, it's Howard here from the Lake Norian Trust. Firstly, a big thank you to you both for your continued support and another year of superb podcasts. But also, everyone at the Trust would like to wish the listeners a very Merry Christmas and a happy, healthy, safe and, of course, successful O's New Year. Ho, ho, ho and up the O's! Fantastic. It's probably the best ending to a message we've had. So a massive thank you there to Howard and, again, some superb work throughout the year and we're honoured to kind of mention everything the Trust does and get the message out there. So moving on then uh, to our chairman's book, The Challenge Culture. It's now available on all good bookstores. So get yourself a Christmas gift or a loved one Christmas gift that Nigel Travis writes about his career at large and successful organisations and talks about how the best way for organisations to succeed in today's environment is to embrace challenge and encourage pushback. He covers the worlds of video, quick service restaurants and the purchase of Late Night peppered with many humorous events that have occurred throughout his career. So you can obviously buy the book at Amazon uk or at your favourite local bookshop and that's The Challenge Culture by Nigel Travis so make sure you get your copy sooner rather than later you want to have a go to the AOB? And yep, uh, if you need a door reef or a table centre then look no further than Carole Langley florists who are offering 10% off to all O's fans over the festive period Carole Langley florists, florists sorry, can be found at 33 Station Road, Chinkford E47BJ or can be contacted by phone on 0208 529 or can be found online at carollangley.co.uk. So that's, yeah, Carol Langley, I think they offer a 10% discount to all O's fans, so provide some great bargains. So speaking of bargains, we're delighted at the moment to have UK manager Russell Yershon from Energy Bet on the line to talk about Energy Bet's plans for 2019 with the O's. Russ, good evening. All good, you? Oh, so this is obviously a live podcast. Russ has just been cut off from the phone as we talk. We'll try and get him back on one more time. Let's see if we can make it happen. If not, we'll just read out what Energy Bet are doing over. Good evening, Russ. Evening, guys. How are you? Yeah, all good, you? Yeah. Oh, that's much better, Russ. That's much better. So, you're obviously on to speak a bit about energy bets. I guess first of all, to start off, a good 2018 in partnership with with the Ozone Energy Bet. Yeah, no, it's been fantastic. Um, switching over from share partner to betting partner, um, we've had some fantastic offers that we've given fans uh, deposit offers uh, to bet with energy bet, uh, and then to win hospitality and to win signed shirts. Uh, and others to, uh, to take part on the pitch with a crossbar challenge. So that's a great take-up. Uh, some fans think it's too good to be true, some of the offers, but every single fan that signed up from what you helped us with, guys, um, has either had hospitality already or they will be having it in the upcoming months in 2019. That's fantastic to hear. Like you said, some offers are too good to be true, but that's, that's the point of having these offers to get people in and to give them those experiences. Oh yeah, without any shadow of a doubt. Um, and obviously today we really want to talk about what we're going to offer for Lake Norian versus Salford on the 5th of Jan. Uh, we're going to do a crossbar challenge on the pitch at half-time uh, and this 
uh, and the, the, the bridegroom stadium is going to be absolutely rocking. It's going to be a full house. Um, is it a game that decides the title? No, but it will go a hell of a long way to doing so. Yeah, yeah, and we hope uh, the O's come out victorious on that. So currently, I guess, what odds are you offering on that, or is it too early to kind of talk about that? Uh, the match odds won't be available to a week before the game, but the odds on the National League Championship, there's only two teams that are interested. They're in the, in the running, really. It's 11-10 to 10 favourites, Leighton Orient, and 11-8 to 8 Salford. So pretty much the bookies can't split the two of them. Mm. Um, so it could go all the way down to the wire. Uh, but look, the O's are in prime position to make a really good run to get their number one spot and get automatic promotion to League Two. Yeah, we hope so. We do hope so. And I guess... There's still a bit of away season to go. So looking past Salford, what else are Energy Bet looking to do for the remainder of the season? Can you give us any exclusives or any heads ups? Sure. Well, as we said, the uh, the offer that we're running um, to take part in the crossbar challenge. There's going to be three fans that are going to come on the pitch at half time. Um, if you haven't signed up to Energy Bet, you can sign up via the link, um, which is on our Twitter page. And uh, guys, I think you're going to tweet it out as well. Uh, to sign up uh, and bet £10 on sport between now and the 27th of December. And if you're an existing customer, you can also do the same. Deposit and bet £10, and then you'll go into a free prize draw um, on the 27th. And then early in the new year, we'll, uh, we'll announce the, the three fans that will come on the pitch at half-time of the Salford game, uh, and hopefully strike it lucky, hit the crossbar, uh, be the only one to do it and then you'll get yourself a pair of hospitality tickets to a game later on in the season yeah. uh, and obviously Paul you, 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 you're taking part in that so you know how it feels last year yeah well, I've done it and I'm actually uh, sitting here with the guy who actually won the crossbar challenge against me and Paul Mike Brown as he's helping co-host this evening and Mike you won it you beat me and Paul fair and square Good, what an experience oh, fantastic uh, anyone that wants to do it I'd, I'd recommend entering this competition and giving it a go because you know walking out onto the pitch alone there's nothing nothing like yeah. walking out on Brisbane Road an absolutely fantastic experience one again that we're very grateful that Energy Bet um, could provide to us so Russ we've got loads of messages tonight from players from sponsors from everyone at the club any message you want to say from Energy Bet to the O's fans for, for this Christmas and New Year oh yeah absolutely look all the O's fans have a Merry Christmas fantastic New Year again we're proud to partner with Orion give fans great experiences um, and uh, from, from 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 being in the training ground a week before last, uh, doing some content with the players that's currently um, out on social media. We did it with Odds Checker. Uh, so they released uh, a Who's the Boss uh, interview. Uh, fun fun game with Justin and Joby. Uh, that's quite entertaining. Uh, and over the next couple of weeks, uh, we've got George Ellicobi doing a challenge with uh, one of our partners, Odds Checker. Uh, we've got a wrong foot penalty challenge that's going to go out in the next week or so so the O's fans will really enjoy that that's some good content but yeah as I said I wish everyone a Merry Christmas Happy New Year Uh, keep supporting the boys and yeah Justin and and the team they'll do all they can to get promoted uh, get their number one spot Russ always great having you on the podcast hope you and the family have a great Christmas and New Year and I'm sure we'll speak to you soon at the ground cheers boys and to you take Take care Russ bye mate cheers bye bye so that was Russell Yersh on live and unedited on the Orient Outlook podcast. And obviously, this is a live podcast. We don't edit. We don't really go in and do our bits. Obviously, the phone cut out. Mike had to turn the speaker on as I had forgotten to do so. So a massive thanks to Russ for coming on. So let's talk about him. 
the week that was. So Coulson Monday, the 10th of December. And congratulations to Orient Ladies' very own Hannah Porter and Catherine Norman, who were named in the Essex squad for next week's representative game versus Middlesex. So good luck to those ladies. Yeah, and we hope they've got a good performance. Yeah, yeah. good achievement. Fantastic achievement. Good yeah. luck to them, yeah. The yeah, ladies doing really well at the moment. I think they're on a good, good running one, and we'll come and speak to them a bit later. Yeah. At 5 pm, the club announced that James Dayton's injury is more serious than first thought. He's undergone surgery and will now miss several months of the season. We wish James a speedy recovery and hope he comes back to full fitness very, very soon. Yeah, massive blow, I think, to the club. And again, it looks like James' season has ended a bit prematurely. I think that right hand side he'd made his own, and obviously got Joe on the left. James on the right, and it gives you the flexibility to kind of have Brophy on the bench to come in and make a real impact yeah. in that last 20 to 25. And also, if needs, Dave could come off and then Karoma could drop back when you bring Alibi on. So yeah. I think he's going to be quite quite a big miss. Massive miss, I think. Yeah, I think he's been very effective this season. People, you know, people saying he's been a bit quiet in, in a couple of games, but it's what he does off the ball as well and bring in space for the others and I think he's going to be a huge miss and obviously his relationship with Judd as well and Lee yeah. where he covers them they cover him yeah. again that's really good so I think we're going to we're going to miss him I think you know maybe a bit of a harsh question coming up but his contract obviously expires at the end of the season he's obviously done two years now with the O's not been playing as much as he would have liked to so I think a big decision to be made on James Dayton coming up in the summer obviously a lot depends on what division will be in who else comes in and maybe who else goes but would you give him a new contract if it was down to you something like Brown they stay or go 100% no, there's no question for me on his day I think he's unplayable yeah. absolutely unplayable he's proved that many times he's got some great goals for the others as well that come out of the blue yeah. you know and only quality players can really do that and I'd 100% give him a, a yeah. one, even if it's one year you know I'd definitely give him a yeah, I'd probably, probably yeah. move on that. I'd probably expect him to sign at least a one-year deal. Like you said, he scored some cracking goals season. Wait, Chesterfield was a great goal at home to yeah. Barney. Yeah. He's got a lot of assists. I think last season he was our top assist man yeah. despite getting injured in like January. Exactly. Which I think tells its own story. Yeah, so he's got a good personality to have around have around the club as well. So obviously, like Mike said, we do wish James Dayton uh, a speedy recovery and hope that the injury can clear up sooner rather than later. So moving on in to Tahuay Tuesday, the 11th of December. And it was a quiet day at the club with no real news um, to report. Uh, it seems like a good time to uh, drop some more Christmas messages. So without further ado, let's get some messages from some vital players from the last time we, uh, we were promoted. So let's start with the captain, John Mackey. Yeah, Mr Mackey, here you go. <laughs> so now we are just turning the volume up so we can hear from John Mackey. And again, the glory of doing a live podcast. Here we go. Once again, he gets his own drum roll, Mr. John Mackey. Here from the Lake Norrie truck. Oh. Hello, Dior. Here we go. Look, boys, um, like to wish all the O fans a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Keep supporting the boys through thick and thin, and hopefully they'll still stay top of the table come May. Merry Christmas from Mackey. Gotta love John Mackey. Yeah. What a captain. Yeah. Good, very good player as well. Good player, typical old school. Yeah, no nonsense. Central defender. What I call the Avit. And again, he, he probably wouldn't like me saying that. To be honest, probably thought, yeah, I'm a footballer, not a no, absolutely not, not an Avit, Avit, Avit type player. Absolutely, but, but again, an next player who holds obviously the club very close and dear to his heart. Does a lot of stuff in terms of play with a legend. Always 
mm-hmm. out and about. And I guess when you think of John Mackey, you also think about Gary Alexander, it's fair to say. So here's a message from Gary Alexander. Hi, Gary Alexander here. Just like to wish all Leighton Orient fans a happy Christmas and a happy New Year. Hopefully results continue going into the new year and come April, May time, we can be celebrating again. So enjoy your Christmas. Keep getting behind the boys and fingers crossed uh, you'll be back where you belong come April, May time. Thank you. So a massive thank you there to both John uh, and Gary for those massive messages. It's really good to kind of see them still keeping in touch and still looking out for the Orient scores. And I've got to say, Gary Alexander, I played against him in the last year at Play of Legend. He's still got it. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, no doubt about that. Still still a very good player. Oh, yeah, he can still wallop a ball as well. and he, he He's still eager to win. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah. Which is always a nice trait to have because I hate losing myself. So I can imagine. Yeah. Just what he's like. <laughs> you know, dressing room. Yeah, so thank you there to Gary and John. So Wednesday, the 12th of December, we say happy birthday to James Dayton, who turned 30. But who also turned thirty? You're a co-star. Is that yeah, right to say? Yeah. Better to say. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, all stars really. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, all stars. So. so happy birthday yeah. to Dan Swinski. Um, we hope you both had a fantastic day. And Dan is a, a great example of what what our fans are all about. Travels here, there, everywhere, up and down the country every Saturday without fail. And he's got the club in his heart and in his blood, hundred percent. Oh, definitely. Yeah, very good fan, Dan is. Um, travel up and down the country to see the boys no matter what the weather yeah. no matter what time of day whether it puts him out of pocket you know he'll, he'll, he'll do it whether games get rescheduled and he's already booked hotels you know gets on with it and supports the boys 100% amazing amazing so we hope they had a great birthday Thursday the 13th of December it was another quiet day at the club with no news to report uh, sorry uh, as the anticipation for upcoming FA trophy match against Beakersfield Town started uh, XO and Bowtie legend Freddie Moncur joined Ebbsfleet Town. Yeah, so we wish Freddie all the best, and that was on Moody Friday, the 14th of December. I was slightly surprised um, by by that move, but I feel Freddie never really kind of got a chance with us. You know, obviously he left win. Yeah, it's a fantastic move for him, has to be said. Yeah, be interesting to see what yeah. what he does. I think he's done really well in the division below. Um, so we'll see see what happens, and hope that's not one that we come to regret. In the future, so it's been at least two or three minutes since we last played a message, and it's fair to say that this man's play was one of the highlights of the year, um, just as we're about to leave it. Uh, so, we've got a message um, from Michael Head, and again, as soon as we asked Michael, he sent one straight away. He's a typical example of a fan who probably didn't know much about Leighton Orient um, before he got involved with the play, and now the club mm-hmm. are in his heart, and he can see what it means to everyone. So, here's a message from Michael Head. Hello everyone, um, it's Michael Head here, the uh, writer of The Great Game. Uh, I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And once again, thank you for your fantastic support that we had for The, for the Great Game this year. Um, hopefully in the new year we'll be releasing uh, exciting details about a tour. Um, personally, I'd be so proud to tell this story and, and tell everyone about the Orient up and down the country, people who may not know too much about the club and certainly not too much about the story, so that would be amazing. I've been watching the audience results with uh, with great pride as well. Um, even I'm confident of promotion, and I'm never confident about nothing. Being a Leeds fan, I always worry and always see the worst. So um, looking forward to coming over to the Orient in the new year, and uh, look forward to the uh, look forward to the promotion party. 
Uh, all the best to everyone. Once and know, always and know. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. So thank you to Michael for that message and you know that play is all about once to know, always to know, yeah. and it's a great uh, a great slogan to have. <laughs> I do hope the greater game gets uh, a nationwide tour of some sort because I think that story needs to be told on a on a wider scale and everyone needs to see it. Yeah, million percent. I think the last kind of round, well, the last kind of showing of it was a bit higher profile. Then the last one, and then he says there's some exciting news about the tour in the new year. So fingers crossed, we look forward to having that news from Michael. So Saturday, the 15th of December, and the youth team were in action early in the morning um, and lost 6 0 to Barnet. So unlucky young guys. But at this point of the season, I think we discussed it about two or three weeks ago. Lots of players out on loan mm-hmm. in, you know, in their scholarships, getting that experience, second and third year scholars. So it's probably quite a young team who travelled um, to Barnet and you know, there's also players who should be in that youth team who are currently in the yeah. squad that we'll come on to um, later on. So not all lost there, which leads us on then to the main event as Beaconsfield Town were up at home in the FA Trophy and the team was announced with Dean Brewer and goal at the back, Sam Ling, Danny Happy, George Ellicobi and Jaden Sweeney. And midfield with Josh Caroma, Craig Clay, Alex Wallace and James Brophy and up top Matt Harold and James Allaby on the subs bench. We had Sam Sargent, Marvinick Pateta, Dal Gorman, McCauley Bond, and Raw Satorio. Yeah, I mean, there were seven changes for the team, which lost 1 0 at Bournemouth on Saturday, uh, with Bill Lynn, Clay, Coroma retaining their places as George Ellicobi made his first start since the 7th of August, and Jaden Sweeney was handed in his O's debut. Yeah, so changes I think made as expected. I don't think any of us expected to see that same start in 11 who we've seen throughout the season. Um, it's still a very strong team. I think, again, it shows you the strength and depth um, that we have. And when that team was announced, you're thinking that team should really go win the game. Good to see Sweeney. Who not, yeah. I don't know too much about Sweeney, mm-hmm. um, in all honesty. So good to see that. Paul said, anticipated changes, but didn't expect as many as seven. That's wholesale. Let's hope it doesn't backfire. I mean, what were your reactions when you first saw that? I was quite surprised at the squad we put out, to be honest. I, I um, lots of uh, clay playing the Coroma playing yeah. I thought they might have been rested yeah, had a lot of minutes you know Clay with Charlie Lee being out Clay played a lot of minutes um, thought might have rested up Coroma a little bit Case many knocks because yeah. he's been on fire and put Satorio in but they would have yeah yeah who'd be a football manager <laughs> exactly <right>? yeah <laughs> so those were Abby's we had quite a lot of views um, pre-match that we'll speak about so firstly from Ed WXST10 who said good to see Elikobi making his way back I think our best backup when he's fit. So again, centre backs, you've got obviously Cool Select Teta made those places mm-hmm. around, and you've got Happy and Kobe both fighting for that place. Absolute cover. Four great centre backs yeah. at the moment. Yeah, um, you know, with, with George coming back as well, I think it keeps um, Dan on his toes. Yeah. Because he's not going to be guaranteed to be on the bench every week now, maybe, and it keeps Marvin and, yeah. and Josh great point. on their toes as well, you know. So. Yeah, great point. Great point. At Lennon 4, we would say, I would like Sargent to get a game, but apart from that, can't have any complaints. There was a few tweets similar to that, but, you know, Dean Bulls made that keeping jersey zone. I guess it's a bit different in terms yeah. of a keeper, resting yeah. a keeper. Especially with uh, a couple of changes towards the back, it just gives that bit of, bit of solidarity. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, yeah, Alabi and Howell together. Zero movement up front then. Yeah, that was from Alan Reeves too, who wasn't really looking forward to seeing that front two. <laughs> That's a bit harsh, if I'm honest. 
a little bit harsh. I think um, Alibi, and we'll especially come on to him a bit after the game, seems to be dividing opinion mm. more than ever. But Mark Shepard underscore 79. So it's a great mix to up the minutes of some, but I'm surprised Sarge hasn't got some minutes. Yeah, um, from Orient Fan 345, Charlie Lee still not fit? Yeah, and I think Justin mentions Charlie Lee uh, in his post-match interview, which we have coming up, so we'll come on to that a bit later. And Matty L.C. Evans says, Great to see George back, and Jaden Sweeney deserves his chance at the back, and as does Dan Happy. This lineup should get the job done. And pre-match, Joby McEnough and Josh Coulson were in the club shop serving customers as the match kicked off with Beaconsfield Town looking to upset the O's. With 52 league places separating the teams on a wet and very cold day at the Brea Group Stadium. Yeah, the O's controlled the game for the first 15 minutes and apart from a James Brophy shot, the keeper spilled and then reclaimed in the sixth minute. There wasn't much action to talk about. Yeah, so we kind of had the lion's share possession in the first 15 from what I, from what I could you, see. you expect. Yeah, as you'd expect. Yeah, I think they would have said, look, let's get through the first 15, try and hold firm mm-hmm. and start trying to count them on the break. Uh, but in the 17th minute, the O's took the lead as Karoma took a decent free kick in. Happy got there. His effort was well saved by Constable, but the ball came straight out to big George Elikobi, who shot into the roof of the net to put Orient 1-0 up. And I guess if there were any nerves on our part, they were gone yeah, by that stage. Early goal. And great to see George Kobe on the score sheet as well. Yeah, being in the right place at the right time as well. You know, you always had that in the locker. And yeah. Hasn't, hasn't lost it while being that injured, yeah. is it? And great to see our centre-back. He's got, obviously, Corson, who knows where well the net is. Yeah. Egg Patel, who scored some pretty vital yeah. goals this season. And Big George getting in the action. Oh, but Dan Hatt was unlucky not to score himself there. Yeah, so, yeah. You know. good point. Good point. So, again, from a set piece, which we've really improved on, I think, over the season. So, a great start for the O's and not much to talk about for the next 15 minutes as in the 32nd minute Beaconsfield had their first effort at the O's goal but Elikobi blocks Lasasso's effort which goes out for a corner that comes to nothing yeah in the 35th minute James Brophy who is clearly the danger man today for the O's dribbles inside from the right hand side beats a few defenders and drives a shot at Constable who saves yeah and then one minute of stoppage time is played and the O's went in a goal up so half time it was 1-0 and a good tweet we saw from George Sessions that rounded the half-time up well by saying Orient 1, Beaconsfield Town 0. O's are halfway there to getting the job done with Elikobi's 17th minute tap-in. Has them in front, but not much more to report. Except it is freezing. Probably a tweet yeah. that sums that all yeah. up nicely there. So tennis was announced with 1,177 brave souls at the Brave Group Stadium on a very yeah. cold and wet and windy and horrible day. Like awful day, absolutely <laughs> awful day. The yeah. second half kicks off then with no subs for the O's. And in the 50th minute, a great crossfield pass from George Elikobi found Sam Link, who passed to Brophy, who comes inside but is blocked. And I think someone tweeted about this um, to us after the game that Brophy seems to be going on the right hand side a lot, so mm-hmm. you can probably make it out what you will. But yeah. he seems like the obvious one to come in off the back of the day. And obviously, you've got yeah. Karoma who can play on the right, but Karoma's on such top form up front you probably don't want to have to push Karoma back no. to get Alibi or Harold in. Yeah, exactly. No, I will say it's, uh, every time Brophy comes on, he looks dangerous. Yeah. And, um, let's just hope he can start games as well as... He finishes he, he, them. He finishes them, yeah. So. We've also got the forgotten Levi Lumeka, who we signed about mm. two and a half months ago on loan and who hasn't been able to get anywhere near the team due to the form of Dayton, McEnough and Brophy. So yeah. we're interested to see what happens over the Christmas period with Levi, who hasn't set the world alight, I think it's fair to say, mm. but might end up getting his chance off the bench. 
yeah, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. Uh, personally, I don't see it myself. Yeah. I don't see him getting anywhere near the squads. I think if if he would have been, I think he would have been in and around it yeah. by now. But wait and see, I guess. Yeah, be good point. Be interested to see whether we dip into the transfer market mm-hmm. um, to try and pick up a winger. So 53rd minute, it was almost 2-0. It was James Brophy passed to Karoma, who got on the outside of his man, and his cross hit Eccleston, goes by Constable, and somehow hit the post and the ball was cleared, so almost 2-0 there, and another goal for Josh. Yeah, in the 54th minute, and it's and it was coming, the O's go 2-0 up, as Constable punches a free kick clear, Craig Clay does well actually to play it to James Brophy, who has a shot which then uh, goes in the near post to wrap up the game. Yeah. Well, 2-0, and you should, you think, you know, game over, job done. Yeah, you think it's that opposition, they would have said, look, don't concede within the first 15 minutes, keep it open, and when Justin would have said, look, get that early second half goal, kill him off. I think job there would have been a few hearts in mouths uh, yeah. moments at that point where Craig Clay wins that ball to play it to, to Brophy because he gets caught and it looks like he's hobbling for a little bit but yeah. no news so thank, hopefully yeah good words. stuff good stuff 2-0 good to see Brophy yeah. again get his goal to put us two goals up on the game 68th minute was the first sub for the O's as Raul Satori came on for James Allaby lots of tweets after the match about James Allaby so we will be speaking a bit about Allaby post-match yeah, 70th minute, it's almost 3-0 as James Brophy puts uh, in a great free kick. George Elikobi is, the, Elikobi is there, but Constable saves well to prevent George getting his second goal of the game. Although from the corner, he almost scores again as his dipping effort is just over the bar. Yeah, it was quite unlucky there from what, from what I could see. Lots of people thought that was a really good yeah. effort, so unlucky there at George. But it was only six minutes later as 2-0 became 3-0. As this time, James Brophy crossed in for Craig Clay, who slid in and made it 3-0 to put the game really out of beacons if it was reached at this point with arguably his first goal of the season. If you don't count the Salford goal, um, we're quite easy in terms of how many goals he scored. So well done to Craig. Right place, right time. And what a turnaround for Craig Clay this season. I mean, I remember doing like the second episode of the season and I think we just played Ebsfleet and Barrow and Clay was public enemy number one again. And the turnaround in Clay over the last four months has been nothing short of it. Sensational. Yeah, I mean, you could see he always had the ability, but I think uh, Justin's got to take huge credit in in, in getting the best out of well, all the players, you yeah, know, all the players this season. Yeah, just shows you what how well Justin and Ross and Danny are doing yeah. um, at the club. Massively, yeah, yeah absolutely. Seventy nine, and then Craig Clay came off, and Dal Gorman. And four minutes later, it was Dal who bagged his first goal for Orient as a free kick move. So Dal passed to Karoma, uh, who passed the ball back, and then Dal curled the ball into the corner from twenty five yards to put the icing on the cake. Four 0 and again, Dal Gorman, someone who's starting to show. Yeah. I mean he's been quite lucky hasn't he in terms of he came to the club and Lee's come back and been sensational yeah. Clay's come back and been sensational yeah. they've both been really strong you've obviously got Lawless there challenging but Gorman seems to bide his time yeah. seems to be making the right impression again going back to what you said about the centre-backs competition for places when all, all of them yeah. fit I don't think there's a better midfield for in, in, in the league if I'm honest mm. yeah. yeah good point Good point, well made. So 4-0, seeing the game at 88th minute, Raul Satorio almost got his goal as he beat his man. He had an effort, the ball slipped between Constable's legs, but Constable was able to gather the loose ball to stop it from going in. Yeah, five minutes of stoppage time, and the full-time whistle goes as the O's cruise into the next round of the FA Trophy. Yeah. And they're in the hat. So great to see the O's with a 4-0 win. Uh, we didn't go to post-match, but Dave Victor did, and he spoke to Justin Edinburgh, who had this to say after the match. George, just take me off here. <laughs> so cold. But it, 
Well, Justin, thanks for joining us. Congratulations. It's a hard-fought-for victory. Yeah, we expected nothing else. I think, um, you know, from the outside in, we're expected to win these games. Um, I thought the, the attitude, the application of the players um, was first class, so I'm delighted with the, uh, the result and the performance. Seven changes uh, and uh, an opportunity for young Jaden Sweet. Yeah, he's earned the right. I mean, he's been training with with a first team group for a while now. Uh, I've seen him develop very quickly. You know, he only left school in the summer, um, but you know, he's got a huge potential, big future in front of him. And I think he showed that in a, in a short performance today. It was a, uh, a short performance. It was a very good performance from James Brophy as well. Yeah, no, Brophy was a threat. You know, um, we're going to require Brophy, and I think you know certainly as the game wore on, he, he got better as we, as we went on and uh, was a threat all day so well we're pleased there's there's a lot of positives you know Matt Harold, James Alabi getting good minutes young Real Satorio coming on and looking lively so yeah I was pleased with all the, all the performances today Dominated possession particularly in the first half Do you, were you expecting more chances maybe in the opening 45? Yeah I thought we um, we lacked a, a real ruthless cutting edge in the final third I thought our build up play to the final third in the first half was was very good, but you know it was a little bit erratic, uh, not as not as ruthless as I'd like to step in, and you know like I say, it wasn't really enough chances for the amount of possession we had. James Dayton's going to be a big blow, isn't he? He's been a very consistent player and a very good start the first half of the season. What are your thoughts there? Are you looking to bring somebody in now as a result of the long-term injury? Well, yeah. I mean, first and foremost, he's going to be a massive loss to us. He's an excellent player been instrumental in, in the, my time here but you know we've got a as good as replacement in James Brophy uh, no doubt about that but we're always looking I think we you know at the moment we, we, we're happy with what we've got but I'm, I'm sure that we'll have to strengthen maybe in that area as we look to pro progress when you top the league, people will talk about your players there's been a lot of speculation this week about Macaulay Bond big clubs involved big money as well I think it's speculation, Dave. We've we've heard nothing as a club, um, and, and that's the honest answer to that. Um, but do I expect? Possibly. Uh, am I surprised? No, because of like you said, we're at the top of the league. We've got some fantastic young players here uh, that are going to catch people's eye. There's no doubt about that. You're looking to strengthen the squad rather than people leave. We are. I don't see us as a selling club. Um, but I'm not silly enough to sit here and say, well, he won't or no one will because at the end of the day, every player has a price, no matter what player you are, at what level. But I would expect that no one would leave this club. And looking ahead to next, a really difficult Christmas programme coming up because Chesterfield have hit a little bit of form recently. Yeah, but we're in good form ourselves. So I think we always look at other teams to concentrate on us. Two, two defeats in 24. Can't be that bad. You have some uh, big, big games coming up at home as well. Listen, we've got a really busy, difficult period now, um, but everyone else has. I think it's something like five games in 14 days. We're used to it. Uh, we'll be ready for it, um, but they're all tough. And this Christmas period, this December month, uh, is a big month, but one that we look forward to. And the fact that uh, Charlie Lee didn't feature in the squad today, does that suggest that maybe he won't be ready for those Christmas games? Um, we're, we're, no, we're confident it'll be okay. We, we think that um, 
another good week's training this week that he should be ready for the weekend. Can you have the knocks today? No, 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 no other knocks, so um, yeah, one or two, but nothing to worry about. Finally, going back to James Dayton, what, what is actually the injury? I know that he's, he's had some surgery on his knee. Yeah, on his cartilage. Um, so he's had the, the tear repaired. There was a slight little bit of bruising in the knee as well, so that's why it's going to take a little bit longer than we, we hoped. But, um, you know, we're looking around about 12 weeks. Thanks very much. Thanks, Thanks Jesse. So 12 weeks there on James Dayton, which is about four months. So actually, he could be back April. Yeah, so not much time. Yeah, yeah. So it could be a big, big part to play um, in the season there. So thank you to Dave Victor uh, for sending over his interview there uh, with Justin. Always provides great insight. Good to see him cover Bon. Good to see him cover Dayton. And good to get an update there on Charlie Lee. So we hope um, you enjoyed that one. And obviously we can't let the chance slip away without playing you a nice little message there from Dave Victor. So here we go, here is Dave Victor, a uh, Christmas message from Dave. Hi, it's Dave Victor, a.k.a. Dulcet Dave, wishing you all a very happy Christmas. 2018 was a very good year for the Oats. 2019 could be a special one. Happy New Year to you all. Come on, you Oats. Sounds like he might have got a bit of a cold day off the back of yesterday. Today, we hope yeah. you're okay then. Again, thanks for the, all your interviews that you've provided for us um, and sent out all the work you've done for the Orient over the past year. Asked some yeah. fantastic questions. He's the, kind of the voice of Orient, really. Yeah, the voice, the main voice of Orient. <laughs> yeah. I like Dave. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And also, we can't this opportunity pass as well without asking George Sessions from Archant, the Archant group, to give us a Christmas message. So here is one from George Sessions as well. Hi everyone, it's George Sessions here from the East London Advertiser. Just wanted to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hopefully 2019 is the year we see Orient get back into the Football League. Fingers crossed anyway. Um, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to Paul and Steve and both your families as well. You do a brilliant job on the Orient and the podcast and I would say keep it up in the new year but I 100% know you will. Have a good one everyone, see you all soon. So again, thank you to George there. He was on the podcast uh, two weeks ago and thought he was really, really good in what he said. Gave me a run for my money uh, in my absence. So well done there, George. We hope you have a wonderful Christmas as well. So views from yesterday's game, Mr Levy isn't here but still sent his views in. Kept it short and sweet. Said the result was to be expected and was never in doubt once we scored early on. We showed our strength and went out to command and conquer. Well done to all the players for professional performance and we're in the draw for the next round and that next round draw takes place tomorrow at 12.45 and I presume it's on TalkSport 2 Live so we'll see who comes up there some really small clubs so it could be some interesting away days potentially and obviously you've got some really big clubs in there so interested to see who we get looking forward to hopefully a little decent run yeah a little decent run in this so yeah yeah, we hope so. It. We hope so. Your views on yesterday? Anything that you want to add so far that hasn't been mentioned? Professional performance. Yeah. Um, you know the players coming in haven't had a lot of minutes this season. Yeah. Dan, Dan Happy, Melikobi, uh, obviously, um, Sweeney. Yeah, who, absolutely. Who gave a really good account of himself. So and, and minutes for Alabi and Howard, as, as Justin said. Yeah. So, yeah. Good to see. Good to hear my views. Got the job done, no injuries, players who haven't played in a while, got game time like you said, comfortably progressed in the next round, so I can't see really how you can have any complaints about that. I didn't realise Sweeney was so on the cusp of yeah. the first thing, coming out there a little bit, but delighted for him, clean sheet, 
like I say, seems to be that you've done well. I think it shows you, again, covered that strength of the squad, that you can yeah. make seven changes and you still win comfortably. Um, so all good for me. So here's to the next round of the FA Trophy. So those were our views. So your views, again, thank you for all the views that have come in uh, throughout our social media accounts throughout the last year. There was quite a lot yesterday. And just, again, just because we read them out doesn't mean we agree with them. We try to keep it as balanced as possible. So Alan BR4029-2092 tweeted us and said, good and convincing win. Well done to the 1,177 Hardy Souls who braid some horrid weather to watch a decent performance. Yeah, and uh, from Record Blue app, no injuries to speak of and a win in the cup. Sounded like Alabi had a poor game. If he's ineffective against a step three team, then it's a bit worrying. Yeah, so a lot of criticism coming in there for James Allaby, splitting the fan base. I think I think I mentioned it before, I think he was in a bit of an omen situation. Had he scored a hat-trick, you'd be saying, Sonny B can spin down and Larry not scored, we're saying, oh, what's a step three yeah. team? I think he's quite good. I think it's a good impact sub. Definitely, I think he's a, a, a very good impact sub. Um, changed the game a couple of times this yeah. season. And he's scored some key goals for us this season. Okay, albeit only two goals, but you look at the importance of that Halifax goal, you know, literally last kick in yeah. the game, in um, Maidenhead, yeah. getting that goal, but only one nil up. And we were under the cosh for a, a bit of that game, and he sealed it with his, with, you know, yeah. it 2 0 and pretty much put the game to bed. I mean, I don't think he's missed any real sitters. I think the opportunities that I've seen him have that he hasn't scored, the keepers have made mm-hmm. saves. It's not like he's mm-hmm. missing from two yards, maybe goals. And he had a great opportunity to score against Gateshead, and he squared the ball from yeah. Bond who tapped it in and he, he could have exactly. gone for goal to exactly. be the glory hero there I mean he, he seems to be getting decent positions I'd be more worried if he wasn't in, yeah. in any positions whatsoever or involved you know in, in assists or yeah. anything like that at all yeah good points good points so Hallaby splitting the fan base as is Matt Howell a little bit which we'll probably come on to in a minute so Dan Alton 2590 just did what we had to do but the performance wasn't the greatest if the truth be told despite the emphatic scoreline so we went 4-0 and some people still not impressed but it's great that we are talking about a final win and mm. being not impressed I guess we're in the same breath yeah oh yeah uh, Ross McCaff four games from Wembley oh, you can almost <laughs> taste it anyway uh, <laughs> yeah almost back there again as long as we go back there in the trophy and not the playoffs it's fine <laughs> Richie J Bourne says a good result but wearing Big George was more of a goal threat than Alibi yeah good point we've yeah, not really spoken about Alibi, Alibi. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, PM uh, 31970 comfortable professional performance in trying conditions nobody got injured and players who needed game time got valuable minutes yeah good points there Digger H 773046 is after that match a backup striker must be top adjusting shopping list in January I'm pleased for Clay Gorman to open their accounts for the season yeah and London Gary W not a great performance but I might be in too picky after a 4-0 win Right level of scoreline, but really, we could have done a lot better. Yeah, so there's Gary's views at Sasha J. Wolf. So the decent performance in difficult conditions. I thought Beaconsfield played better than the scoreline would suggest. We've seen worse here this season. The keeper had a few good saves, and I was impressed with Sweeney. It's nice to see Sweeney get applauded there. Yeah, 100%. Go for his confidence. Uh, El Castaneto could have been loads more. Blue didn't make a save. Under, underlined how weak we'd be without Bond. Scary thought. Yeah, good point there. Les LK52 says a decent performance in the poor conditions. Thought Harold and Lawless were good, but sick of our fans having to go Alibi the whole time as they seem to have found a new scapegoat. Yeah, good point. Yeah, Vince Howard 73, done what was needed. So, Tutorial and Sweeney look promising for the future. 
interesting, interesting <laughs> that he only seemed to be trying Brophy down the right at times. Maybe seeing if he can fill in for Dayton. Yeah, good spot there from Vince. Uh, Ian Tutton says, easy in the end, but struggled for a long time. Neither Allaby or Howard looked the part. They didn't uh, either at Harringay the other evening, so squad depth could well be a problem unless we strengthen in January. Uh, Pandemonium, 1881. Large chunk of the possession against, let's face it, a weak, and, a weak opponent. Some neat performances in awful conditions from Harold, Brophy and Sweeney. Four goals, clean sheet, fingers crossed, no injuries, and in the hat. Hashtag job. Yeah, done. good tweet there from Matt. Orient Fan TV. This has got the result that mostly everyone was expecting. First half, I thought we were a bit sloppy in possession at times, but second half, much better. Credit to Beaconsfield, who actually came to play football like some teams from the National League, who we played. Brophy was my man in the match, but closely followed by Sweeney. Might you get the final word this week? The final word is from uh, El, El Coano. Good to see a few players get a run out and Big George marks his comeback uh, with a clean sheet and a goal. Good day at the office. Yeah, so let us know if you agree or disagree uh, with the tweets we read out there. So you can tweet us at Orient Outlook or give us an email at orientoutlook at outlook.com. Also on Facebook at Orient Outlook Podcast or on Instagram at Orient underscore Outlook underscore Podcast. Moving on in to the Prediction League. And well done to at Spenno011 and Big TB47 who both predicted 4-0. So they got three points but an extra well done to at East London XL to Jeff Cole 18, Rob Kelly 18, Leon Resty, Brit Line Devices and the Authentic Gaz who all predicted 4-0 and a correct goal scorer so got four points. Nobody took the max there of seven points. So unlucky there. But it means at the top of the Prediction League table is as follows and Barry Twin from home and away tops the prediction league he went on a mental run of predicting like six on the trot he went for 5-0 yesterday he almost got it he went for 5 he, uh, he, he hasn't um, stopped letting us know that he's getting results right <laughs> week in week out either <laughs> amazing amazing so he will be leading uh, the leaderboard at Christmas barring a Chesterfield result going against him on 23 points at 21 points he's closely followed by Pills the Dome Man and Rob MCC 68 on 20 points is Ian Manet Rene John on 18 points who got the correct results yesterday Britline Devices and East London XL followed by Mark Shepherd underscore 79 and as always Thank you for your predictions. If you don't, you can easily get involved. Tweet us before the game from midday till 3pm. Get your predictions into our own outlook and see if you can guess the score uh, correctly. Yeah, moving on to Sunday the 16th of December. Uh, the Women's League match uh, against Stevenage was called off due to a waterlog pitch at the Marlin Stadium. Yeah, so no action uh, for the ladies team today. And early on today, we tweeted asking you what your Christmas wish or your hopes for 2019 are for LOFC. A lot of replies from this one. And first of all, Michael Heff from The Greater Gameplay said, Orient promoted, Leeds promoted, and The Greater Game going on a nationwide tour. Seems like all three could happen and what a year it would be for Michael if that actually do come off. Yeah, as I said earlier, the great game needs to be shown on, yeah. on a wider scale. Fingers yeah. crossed. Fingers crossed that happened. Uh, yeah, uh, from Rob Boy 46 also promotion. Yeah, cheers. Sure and sweet. <laughs> we like it like that. Yeah, Gorillas in 1985. He's got a few. Keep hold of Bon, Ekpateta and Karoma. Strengthen for the second half of the season. Spank George Porter and Bromley at their ground. It's fantastic. Get promoted and have a great atmosphere at every home game. Right, I want cheers for that, Lee. And from Amersham O, automatic promotion, no playoffs, please. Yeah, yeah. I mean, playoffs is a dream if you get up that way, but yes. it's, it's a difficult way. That's the ideal league. way to go up. Playoffs, don't get me wrong in the day out and everything with it, but I'd rather just 
finished first yeah. and get over and done with. Going to eat all at Matty, LOFC Evans says win the league, win the trophy, keep Bond Karoma and every player in the squad in the upcoming window and hope we can move into the next season with everyone pulling in one direction. And from uh, Ox Ooch, uh, to still be feeling this good about the team, the club and the spirit this time next year. Yeah, good tweet that. Julian Cabby 3 says for more fans to do podcasts, blogs and vlogs. And then on a more serious note, he says to hear, I'm Kent Teague, principal investor of an English League 2 soccer club. I like the last sentence there. Yeah. Got a ring to it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Kent. Fingers crossed. And uh, from Harlow Orion, uh, just one hope for me, and that's promotion back to the Football League. Yeah. Listen more underscores. Uh, National League champions and a visit to Wembley in May for the trophy final. Not much I'm asking for. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that doing a double. Yeah. <laughs> Be no, nice, yeah, yeah. be nice. <laughs> uh, JC underscore 1881 Orion, plain and simple, promotion. Yeah, keep up the great work with your vlogs as well, Jaden. Mm-hmm. Leighton Orion says promotion, obviously, but also to actually win something meaningful, the league or the FA Trophy, remembering that our last proper silverware was in 1970, so that was 10 years before I came along, probably yeah. a lot more since you came along. Yeah, definitely. Came yeah. Too. Uh, from Coach Lee 1981, Bond's number nine shirt for the... 19, yeah. yeah, fingers crossed on that one. DVDNTTG says 100 points, automatic promotion, and free O nuts. What a great. <laughs> free O nuts, something like that. Yeah, free O nuts, yes. Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh. So from Instagram, we also had George X Powell who said, Get out of this league and a good starting league too. And I guess we say that more often these days, you get a national league and mm-hmm. it seems like Tranmere are doing also very well. Forest Green Rovers. Fleet done well. Yeah. Forest Green, you know, second season. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it can it can happen. So fingers crossed on that one. Yeah. And from Facebook, uh, Vince Howard said, for Christmas, the law eventually catches up with, with he who should not be named. We can't name him. Haven't named him in so long on the podcast. <laughs> we can't do it. And also went on to say, for 2019 promotion, what else? So thank you to everyone who replied to that tweet and on Instagram and on Facebook. So before we come to wrap things up, we have a few more messages from some key members at the club. I'm pleased to say that all these gentlemen have co-hosted at least one podcast this year. First up, he's helped us immensely uh, this season. We'd like to get a message from him. This is Orient's media manager and this is Elliot Byrne. Hi, it's Martin Ning here. That's not Elliot Byrne, that's Martin Ling. <laughs> that's the best Elliot's ever talked there. Yeah, I thought, he sounded, I thought he sounded a bit deep there. <laughs> so that wasn't Elliot Byrne. Let's get Elliot on the uh, speaker right now. This is Elliot Byrne. Hi guys, this is Elliot from Lake Norwich. Just wanted to thank everyone for their support over 2018. Wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. See you in 2019. So that was Elliot Byrne. Yeah. Top man, top kid. Yeah, used to stand with man. him in the South Stand before he got the job and it's great to see like kind of one of our own yeah works very very hard puts a lot of time and effort even even at home when he's you know not officially at work yeah yeah I can imagine it doesn't go unnoticed still well done to you Courtney to Sam Mm -hmm. um, and everyone involved in getting all that information out um, from the club so that was Elliot Byrne another guy who's been on the podcast quite a few times is Chief Scout Steve Foster always gives an absolutely great insight um, and here is Steve's message um, to the O's fans Hi Paul and Steve it's Steve Foster here just wanted to wish yourselves all Orient fans and listeners of the podcast a 
a very happy Christmas and a successful 2019. Thanks for all your amazing support so far this season. Keep up the good work and come on you O's. So that was Steve Foster and he's found some gems of players and we hope he continues to find mm-hmm. some more over the next year or two. And the last message uh, the current bunch is from club director and friend of the podcast Matt Porter and again Matt always gives a tremendous insight um, into the club whenever he's on his knowledge is just uh, unbelievable and outrageous so here is Matt Porter Hi everyone it's Matt Porter just a quick note to wish all Orient fans a wonderful Christmas and all the best for 2019 the first half of the season has been almost perfect for us and the second half could be one of the most important in the club's history so keep back in the lads and together we'll achieve our goals. Up the O's. So it could be one of the most important in the club's history. And hopefully it will be. But hopefully it will be for the right for reasons. For the right reasons, yes. Yeah, <laughs> fingers crossed. Hard not to get excited when you hear um, some of these messages come in. So thank you to Matt, Steve and Elliot. There's more messages to come at the last part of the podcast. So moving on in, let's round this up. And a fantasy football update. So back on top spot in our fantasy football league is Tolo Sangawawa with 1,034 points. I've moved up to 40th and Paul has dropped to 81st out of 195 players. So that's like top third, I'd say. Not still too bad. In the morning, though. With points from today's <laughs> game still to be added. If I was able to actually give myself the correct captain, I would be top 10. But again, Winford and Arsenal says that every week, though, I know. Yeah. Terrible. So... You know, thanks to everyone who's involved in our fantasy yeah. football uh, league. Dream team update: uh, I Rockenback is the current leader, seven points ahead of Jay Linnitton. Uh While Steve is in tenth place, and Paul is now in thirty eighth place out of 112 players. So still all to play for. Yeah, yeah. So let's see how it gets on. So again, if you're a dream team or fantasy football, and you're not in our leagues, come and join. Give us a DM or email if you can't find our league. So moving on into positives and negatives of the week. Uh, I'll let you do positives as your um, okay uh, into the next round of the FA Trophy. Yeah, four yeah. games from Wembley. Yeah. That's mental, you know. I know. Fingers crossed. Uh, a good run out for the squad players. Yeah, like we uh, said, seven changes made, all delivered. Yes. Sweeney's out of nowhere. Yes. Elikobi playing, happy playing. Yeah, really good to see. Another clean sheet. Yeah, for Dean Brill. Dean Brill could. I mean, I don't know what the club record is for clean sheets. I'm sure Matt Bristow, if he listens, uh, will tell us. But mm. Brill must be. I don't know what the club record is so anyone who listens Martin Strong Matt Bristow anyone who likes a good stat let us know because Dean Brill must be maybe on course maybe to get it Possibly, don't yeah. know don't know let us know so negatives of the week we've only got two they're both around injuries so obviously James Dayton missing the four months so maybe we'll see him again in an orange shirt this season fingers crossed on that one and secondly, but I don't feel so bad now after hearing Justin say he might be in contention for next weekend because Charlie Lee injury is taking longer to recover than expected. So only two negatives there. So hero of the week. Um, we didn't put it to public vote this week, but both agreed that it deserves to go to a young man who made his Orient debut uh, on Saturday. So our hero of the week this week is... Jaden Sweeney. Yes, well done, Jaden. And we look forward to many more um, appearances in an OSHA for young Jane. So before we move on in to next week's fixtures, let's have some more messages and this time let's get some from the team management boys. First up, making his Orient Outlook podcast debut and I'm sure we'll get him on the podcast uh, as a co-host sooner rather than later uh, is Danny Webb. This is Danny Webb wishing all you Orient fans a tremendous Christmas and an even better New Year. Up the O's. 
So short and sweet there from Danny, uh, but we can't wait to get Danny on the podcast, hopefully in early 2019, to give us his insight. But thank you there to Danny for sending us the message. And next up is Orient Assistant Manager, friend of the podcast. And again, he's been on the podcast quite a few times over the last year. Always such a nice guy. Always gives up, gives up his time. I think last time he was here, he went on to about half 11. Um, and an absolute gent. This is Leighton Orient's Assistant Manager. This is Ross Embleton. I'd like to take this opportunity to wish Paul, Steve and all the Orient Outlook listeners a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I can't believe that we've already found ourselves at the festive period of the season. We've obviously got a very uh, busy period lying ahead with all the games that we've got coming up. I look forward to seeing as many different people as possible at all of those home and away games. And of course, even more so, looking forward to um, producing another year like we've had in 2018. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. So that was Ross Embleton. Like I said, always a gent, always got time um, to speak to anyone and just a lovely guy. And we'll finish the current round of messages uh, with Elliot Byrne. <laughs> or maybe, is it is it Martin Ling rather? This is Orient, Director of Football, Martin Ling. Hi, it's Martin Ling here. Thank you for your support this year. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and keep cheering us on to the end. So that was Martin's Christmas message. And again, a massive thank you to Martin, Danny and Ross. And it's great to see not just the players, but everyone from the club yeah. really getting involved with the Christmas special. And you can't ask more than that in terms of just engagement shows, from everyone at the club. Just shows us, like I said earlier, what, what sort of club Orient is. Yeah, million, million percent. Thank you to everyone there. So moving on in to next week's fixture. So it's only the one fixture for the O's as we return to National League action as we host Chesterfield at the Bray Group Stadium on Saturday the 22nd of December. So Chesterfield were having a rather bizarre season uh, following their relegation into the National League as they equaled their longest ever unbeaten run, but also equaled that with their longest ever winless run, which is incredible. Unbelievable. Crazy, isn't it? But yeah. like they said, they're starting to find a bit of form now. They obviously beat Salford um, last weekend. They Basically. spanked Bashford United in the trophy yeah. yesterday, 5-1. I think that'd be quite a difficult match mm-hmm. set up under, under Martin Allen. Obviously, when we met earlier in the season, uh, we did a job on them, beating yeah. 1-0 thanks with James Dayton. Um, special, it be another tough match. So if you see us in or around the ground, come and find us. <coughs> give us an oi oi. If you see Mike Brown, you can obviously give him a Hello! <laughs> Absolutely. There's also the FA Trophy uh, draw that we've mentioned that takes place tomorrow, uh, 17th December at 12.45. And just to finish, like we always say, but for the last time we'll say this one, don't forget to order the Challenge Culture by Nigel Travis, which is out right now at amazon.co.uk at all good bookstores and is sure to be a very good read. So it's almost it. We're almost done. We've got three more messages to play and hopefully they'll all be the correct ones. And then our Christmas special and last podcast of 2018 is done and dusted. So here we go then. He co-hosted earlier in the season. He answered your questions honestly in one of our most insightful pods to date. This is from Danny Macklin, Leighton Orient's CEO. Just a quick message from me, Danny Macklin. Very much want to wish every single Leighton Orient fan a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Here's hoping 2019 brings everything that we're working towards a reality. I'd like to thank the fans, sponsors and everyone connected to the club for their immense dedication, loyalty throughout the last 12 months. You can see that hopefully we are getting there on and off the pitch and we're doing that as one. 
It's been a great year at the club and hopefully 2019 can be one that we can remember for many years to come. So again, that was Danny Macklin. Great to hear there uh, from Danny. Again, he was on the podcast, always honest, always asking those fans you know, for any questions or any feedback, any insight. And I've got to say, I think it's pretty conclusive. He's done a tremendous job. Yeah, very active on Twitter as well and responding to, to fans, any problems they have or suggestions. Always always looking to improve, yeah. which is which is great. Yeah, as it should be. So thank you there to Danny. So next up, it's our favourite American, apart from Bruce Springsteen for me, obviously. This guy is an absolute gentleman. It's always a pleasure to speak to him every time. Always makes time um, to speak to every O's fan. I've never seen him decline to speak to anyone. Always first in, last out. Always a pleasure, never a chore. This is O's principal investor and late in Orient Vice Chairman, this is Kent Teague. Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year to everyone associated to late in Orient, and thanks especially to all the fans who come to the matches at the uh, Briar Group Stadium, and also that travel on behalf of our club. We really are a truly blessed club, and we are very, very honored to get to be associated to it. Thanks for everything. Can't wait to see you soon. So that was Kent T there with his Christmas message. And Kent is back in the UK uh, in January 2019. And we can't wait to catch up with him. And then to finish, who else could it be? It's our very own chairman, Mr. Nigel Travis. like to thank the Orient Outlook podcast for all their hard work during this year. Um, It's been a very special year, 2018, with lots of success, and they've highlighted it in a detailed, fun, and interesting way, so thank you guys. Also, uh, I think I was your first commercial with my book, so thank you for placing that, but for everyone's benefit, that was a paid commercial. So I'm happy to support the Orient Outlook podcast. Uh, Moving on, obviously lots of success in the field in 2018. Very thankful for that. Also thankful for many of the advances we've made at the stadium in terms of tickets, catering and many other things and a lot more uh, ideas in the future. Um, As we move to 2019... Uh, obviously, it's a very busy period coming up, and uh, obviously yesterday it was interesting that Salford had a game postponed, which means that their Christmas will be even busier than ours. But uh, we've got an important period. Uh, I'm personally going to be at the games at uh, Dagenham and Redbridge, followed by Dover, and then the Dagenham and Redbridge home game. Looking forward to seeing everyone. And I want to close by thanking our fans. Uh, our fans this year have been very special, particularly away from home. I'd encourage everyone this week when we play at home to Chesterfield to be really loud from the start. But you have followed us through thick and thin over the last few years. You are a very special group. Uh, we're excited to work all together. Not only do we have our club back, and it's nearly 18 months since we achieved that, but we're looking forward to working hard and hopefully, let's keep our fingers crossed, we can get promotion in 2019. You don't have to guess what I'm 
I'm hoping for in 2019. Thank you all. Thanks again to the podcast, and see you in a week. Bye. So that was a message there to finish off the Christmas messages from Nigel Travis. And again, just great to show you that the Orient Chairman, Vice Chairman, CEO, players, management from all walks of the club, former players, all happy to send over their Christmas messages. So thank you to everyone um, who provided one for us. It's been an honour for the podcast to be able to play those. So thanks for joining us for episode 164. I'll let you uh, do the roundup. Yeah, uh, it's quite a week in the pitch for the O's, but when the uh, boys finally did get back onto the uh, onto the pitch on Saturday in the FA Trophy, yeah. they got the business done in a final victory over Beaconsfield Town, and it's on to the next round for the O's. So we now look ahead to a busy festive schedule in the National League as we face Chesterfield, Dagenham, and Redbridge twice, Dover, and Salford, all in the space of two weeks. And a bunch of wins could see us pull further away at the top of the table. Whereas a few draws or defeats could mean we fall away at the top over this crucial period of upcoming games that could well define our season. So come on, you O's, and let's make sure this Christmas is one to remember. So we'll be back with episode 165 on Tuesday, the 1st of January, with all the information and views that you could ever need. So we do have two more messages uh, from us. First of all, it's our West End chum. Uh, he's co-hosted the podcast a couple of times this season. He couldn't be here tonight, but he wanted to send over his Christmas message. So this is our West End chum. This is a message from Adam Conway. Just a message for Steve, Paul, and everyone at Orient Outlook and all the listeners. Um, thanks so much for uh, allowing me the opportunity to do a few shows with you, Steve, this year. Something I hope to do far more next year. Um, got a whole level of appreciation for what you guys do. Um, it's a lot of work. I see now firsthand from behind the scenes of what you do. Um, being the mouthpiece for the fans, really. And, uh, yeah, really enjoyed being on. Um, I still maintain, still stand by the fact that James Allaby, he's not going to score his goals, but he's going he's gonna to cause problems. And I still say that tackle, first game of the season, uh, was one of my favourite ever tackles. So thanks, everyone. Have a great Christmas um, and an enjoyable New Year. And uh, in, just, in Justin, we trust. And uh, we're going up. See you all in 2019. Thanks, guys. So that there uh, was from Adam, pretty confident. In just, we trust. Yeah, and hopefully he's right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I hope you're right there, but thanks for all the work you've put in um, this year on the podcast. And we, you know, it'd be wrong to not have this man included in some shape or other on the final podcast of 2018. It's myself, Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the daddy o. This is Mr. Paul Levy. Hi guys, sorry I'm not there to be uh, able to record with you guys tonight, but I just wanted to say a massive, massive thank you to everybody uh, who's been a part of the shows uh, over the course of 2018, as it's our last show of the year. Just really want to thank everybody who's co-hosted with us, who's been a guest with us, um, guys at the club, you know who you are, uh, post-match uh, access that, that we've been given, the interviews that we've had. Uh, Howard for giving us the trust updates, Dave Victor for his interviews and insight, and just generally everybody who's bothered to download and listen to um, our podcast. It, it really means a lot to us. It wouldn't be worth us giving up the amount of time that we do. Uh, and my thanks to uh, the best co-host that you could ever want um, to, to co-host with. So, Steve, thanks, guys, um, who are with you. Um, thanks very much for stepping in for me. And uh, have a great Christmas, uh, a happy new year, and we'll see, I'll see you in 2019. Oh, up the O's. Oh, cheers to the bearded legend for that. I hadn't heard that before, so that was quite nice. Thank you, Mr. Levy. 
likewise straight back at you. So it's almost done. It's almost over. We are going to ask for the plug on iTunes. So if you do listen on iTunes, please subscribe and give the podcast a review. If you're listening on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, on Spotify, add us to your favourites or follow us. And that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as they're uploaded. And like I said, we are on Spotify now, so listening to the podcast has just got even easier. If you have an older relative, a loved one, even a younger relative who's an Orient fan who doesn't know of the podcast, grab their phone, grab their tablet, iPad, whatever they have, download it for them and get them listening to the podcast. We do still have mugs available. Get yourself a Christmas bargain there, only a fiver. We can deliver at the Chesterfield game, so if you want one, give us a shout. We will deliver. And from me... Paul's pretty much said it all, but a huge thank you to everyone who has been on the podcast this evening and throughout 2018. It's been an absolute pleasure and fingers crossed for the promotion party in 2019. Mr. Mike Brown, always a privilege having you on, mate. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pl- uh, pleasure to be here as well. Mate, you've done a sterling job under difficult circumstances <laughs> with phone calls, WhatsApp <laughs> messages, phones going mental here, there and everywhere. The beauty of live. Yeah. Absolutely, you got any messages from home and away or yourself or anything that you want to say? Yeah, to? I just want to wish everyone uh, at the club and all the fans a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year and a prosperous yeah. 2019. Yeah, likewise. So we hope you've enjoyed the podcast throughout 2018. We look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's. <laughs>